When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go Beyond Reality. Welcome to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio, everyone. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thanks for being here tonight. Great show as we continue our week, uh, our Alien Week lineup. Tonight we're going to be talking to Joshua P. Warren, good friend of the program, frequent guest. He is on the ground at the Area 51 command post. He's going to be telling us what is going on in the area and uh, what to expect this weekend, as this is the weekend that was marked as the Storm Area 51 weekend. Although, again, we emphasize no one is actually going to Storm Area 51, or no one should anyway. So if that's what you had in, in mind, that were your, those were your intentions, and you're going... Go there and be part of the celebration and the festivities, not part of the problem, which would uh, result if anybody did, in fact, try to breach the perimeter of that secret, top secret, in fact, facility. Anyway, so we'll be talking with Joshua P. Warren in a little bit, and we'll uh, talk to him throughout the program. And then tomorrow night, just to round out our Alien Week programming, Jeremy Finley will be here. He's an investigative reporter, and he'll be sharing the real-life research and experiences that inspired his alien abduction novels. So a lot of great stuff. And of course, as always, we'll take your phone calls later in the show at 844-687-7669. A quick reminder that we are one month away today, September 18th into the 19th marks the one month point before Scaricon opens up in Rochester, New York. This is a great event, especially if you like, uh, Halloween-type programming. Uh, Scaricon is a festival of uh, horror movies, pop culture, sci-fi, paranormal, all of those things with celebrities, great and unique vendors, panel discussions. There's also a film festival that'll be going on for all Scaricon attendees. Uh, brand new films you've never seen. They'll be going on all day long in up to three screening rooms at a time. So dozens of films that you've never seen before will be played at Scaricon for your enjoyment and your opinion, actually. Uh, the film festival offers awards and everything, so uh, you know you maybe get to weigh in on that. Um, so, yeah, check out all the information. Tickets are on sale online for a discount. At the door, they'll be on sale as well. If you go to Scaricon.com, you will get all of the information you need. I know the schedule of panel discussions, photo ops, and all that stuff is being put together now, and it should be posted within the next uh, week or so. So a lot of great stuff there. Also, uh, if you're going to be online anyway, swing by uh, YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just search for JV Johnson or even Beyond Reality Radio. You'll find it and subscribe to that channel, please. We're on our way to 2,000 subscribers. We need your help to get there. So do that for us if you would. And also on Facebook, look for Beyond Reality Radio and also JV Johnson. Like both of those pages and you will be informed of all of the things we've got going on here on the program. Although I think we forgot to post on the Beyond Reality Radio 
Facebook page uh, about our guest tonight, which we'll have uh, Slick Eddie do for us. Anyway, so that's the uh, that's a lead into what we've got going on tonight as we um, move into another night in our Alien Week programming, and it'll be Joshua P. Warren on with us after the break. It's Beyond Reality Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Look out, Rochester. Scaricon is coming for you. The Northeast's leading fan convention for all things pop culture is celebrating its ninth year at the Rochester Riverside Hotel, October 18th through the 20th. Scaricon brings an amazing group of celebrities, panel discussions, film screenings, great vendors, and amazing parties. It's a weekend of fun from start to finish, and it's family friendly. For more information, visit Scaricon.com and check us out on Facebook. Use the promo code BRR at checkout to save 20% on your admission. That's Scaricon.com, October 18th through the 20th in Rochester, New York. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thank you for being here. Why is it Alien Week? Because (laughs) a few months ago, somebody decided to create a Facebook page called Storm Area 51, and it created a bit of a sensation. Hundreds of thousands of people uh, liked and visited and liked the page over the course of the first few hours that this particular uh, page was up, and to date, I think it's approaching 3 million followers on this Facebook page. And many, many of the followers had pledged to actually go to Area 51 on this very weekend we've got coming up here and participate in a, an actual storming of that facility. Now, since then, the uh, people responsible for putting up the face page, Facebook page and others have said, no, we didn't had no real intention of storming a secret military facility. We were not really going to do that. But since we have your attention, we're going to talk about Area 51. And that's what we're going to do tonight with our guest and good friend, Joshua P. Warren. Josh, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me. What an interesting and chaotic time we're living in, right? I have to say that is true in every uh, measure. It is chaotic and it is very, very interesting, particularly where you are. Well, you know, people say to me, Josh, you must have a crystal ball, because I always just end up being at the right place at the right time, and frankly, I have several crystal balls, but that's a different uh, topic. And, you know, last year, I decided to set up a, a, a base here in Las Vegas. I knew that some big disclosure activity was happening, and earlier this year, I created the Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO Show, which we do every Saturday night. It's the only show of its kind in the world. It's a nonfiction presentation that lasts an hour where we show UFO videos and we show ghosts and monsters and all this kind of stuff. We let people touch haunted objects, and it creates this wonderful public forum. For all of these people who have these stories and interests to sort of come and say, let me talk to you about this because you'll take it seriously. So I'll tell you right up front, JV, I don't have any official affiliation with the uh, the planners or the organizers or the disorganizers behind <laughs> any of this Area 51 stuff, but I'm taking full advantage of it just like you are because... This being in the mainstream media now is legitimizing the topic, and so I am at the the command post here. I'm at the nerve center. I feel a little bit like one of those cartoon characters with a telephone on each ear having two <laughs> conversations simultaneously, And but it's wonderful because I'm getting so much fascinating stuff coming in. All right, well, you're going to have to tell us, since you brought it up, 
Uh, we have a actually a photograph, and for our YouTube uh, stream viewers, they can actually see this photograph of you at your desk at the command center. What the heck is going on in that picture? You've got an- hands flying through the air, people throwing paper at you. <laughs> that looks like quite the hectic scene there. It, it really has been that way. And as a matter of fact, uh, I love that particular picture because I have a producer friend who was in town, and he wanted to know if he could film some with me. And I said, I don't have time to film right now, but you're welcome to sort of document what's happening right now. And so uh, to give you a, a clue, like, yes, in that picture, I'm just at one of several desks, and I don't even know what all's going on in that picture. Hopefully uh, everything looks kosher. But, you know, I, I want to just give you an idea of how quickly things are happening here. Uh, Approximately two hours ago, the local news station here, Fox 5 in Vegas, said, we are getting contacted by tons of people because there is a massive UFO sighting happening right now over the eastern side of Las Vegas. And I I bet you we're breaking this right now on uh, national radio for the first time. And so, of course, I ran outside, and I didn't see anything, but suddenly people started uh, giving me reports. I started seeing footage, and in the footage, now I'm telling you, this is probably not even two hours ago. In the, the first footage that was posted, what you see are four objects that look very much like comets that are uh, sort of hovering uh, in maybe a fleet-type formation, um, and they're, they're moving very slowly as they're sort of drifting across the horizon. You, you can see at one point an airplane goes by, so we're obviously not looking at an airplane. And then uh, little by little, they sort of fade out. And so I immediately tweeted this. Uh, you know, my, if you wanted to see this, my Twitter is just at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren. Or, and I posted it on Facebook, and I was like, what the heck is this? And then maybe, oh, I'm going to say less than an hour ago, JV, they came back and said, oh, uh, never mind. This has been explained by the University of Las Vegas. These were three parachuters. Now, even though there are four objects, they said these are three parachuters that were parachuting into a soccer game. And that's the explanation. <laughs> so now people are scratching their heads saying, wait a second. What, what is this? You know, like they don't know what to believe. Right. So my point is up to, you know, up to the minute. Okay. I've just got stuff coming in like crazy. And I know this won't last forever, but this is a really exciting week, and uh, gosh, I just have so much to share with you. I want to tell you about a new piece of video footage that I think is pretty astounding. And, uh, you know, there's a new book out, Area 51, Warning, Keep Out. I wrote a chapter in that book, and uh, that is the most comprehensive book that's ever been presented about Area 51. There's a lot happening right now. Well, you know, the, the uh, situation you just described to us that just occurred there... Um, that's kind yeah. of the crux of the whole problem, isn't it? We've, we, we, we know that information has been withheld from us. We don't know how much, maybe, but we know yeah. something has, right? So we know that we're not getting the full story. So when we see something with our own eyes, and then we get some kind of flimsy explanation for it, of course we're not going to believe it. Of course we're going to start asking more questions instead of just, you know, quietly turning away and, and you know, going back home. Um, and that's why it's expected that about 30,000 people are going to be descending on that area um, in a what I'm going to say is, is a celebration of disclosure if we can 
actually get some. I mean, but that's that's kind of the crux of it, isn't it? That's right. I, I believe that really what this boils down to is us taking seriously this question once and for all. How much needs to be withheld for our national security versus how much do we need to know as the people who fund national security and the people who also um, can maybe benefit uh, the humanity in, in various ways if we have access to all the information that, that we're really legally entitled to. So now, and, and the thing is, I, I personally am not going to go uh, to Area 51, which it's a funny subject because I need to clarify for people who aren't familiar with the lay of the land here. I mean, Nevada is owned by uh, the government uh, by, uh, well, more than any other state. About 86% of this state is owned by the government. So the area that we generally call Area 51 is thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. Nobody's sure exactly how big this Nevada test site is, et cetera. And so that said, um, there are many different points where you can go and you can get a glimpse of what may or may not be happening in the area. You can go to Rachel in the northern part, or uh, if you're in the southern area, you can go to uh, Amargosa Valley in Nye County. Um, and so what I am doing here is I'm saying, look, I don't want to, to go out there and participate directly in this because I don't want to badger. The, the, the fine uh, men and women who are working for our national security, and I also don't want to jeopardize some of my sources who would just stop talking to me if they thought I was encouraging that sort of thing. But that said, if people are already going to go there, well, I have my eyes and ears out there, and I'm going to be sitting around on Friday and Saturday, and I'm going to be gathering live reports. Whenever somebody can snatch a cell phone signal or a Wi-Fi signal, I'm going to be the nerve center to process what's, what's coming in here. And it's going to be really interesting from a PR point of view to see how all this is handled. But, um, but I'm sure tonight on, on your program we'll dig deeper into what I actually think is at Area 51. But as far as this weekend is concerned, um, nobody knows what's going to happen. It is disorganized. It is chaos. But at least uh, people understand. I'm independent. I don't work for anybody. I don't work for a corporation or a TV show or a radio show. I do my own thing. And so I'm telling you, if you want to know what's going on, um, I will be probably the most pure source of collecting that information here in the Vegas area. What's happening on local media? Are they telling people to not uh, approach Area 51? Are they uh, talking about this at all there? They are. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just earlier this evening, there was a news story talking about how much preparation that the the governments are doing in, in Lincoln County, which is where you have Rachel, and, and Nye County, where you have the uh, Armagosa Valley, and 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 basically um, they are <laughs> they might even be going a little bit overboard. Um, in fact, you know there are uh, stories out there saying lawsuits are um, are possibly going to be flying around because some of these counties uh, and business owners have spent an enormous amount of money trying to prepare for this, and then certain aspects of it have fallen through. 
So, for example, you know, this the, the, the fellow who started this, I've never talked to him. I believe his name is Matty Roberts. He's from Bakersfield, California, 21, 22 years old. Yeah. And, um, you know, he had no idea this was going to happen. And, you know, it's hard to organize a big festival of any kind, especially on short notice. And so I don't know the ins and outs of what's happened with him saying we're going to do this in, in an organized way. But... He, he has taken what he was going to apparently do and 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 transferred it over to a venue in downtown Las Vegas, right there next to Fremont Street. And so, you know, it may or may not uh, be a big hit. Nobody knows. However, just because this conversation is so popular and so widespread, you have people from all over this well, really, the country, who have decided to create their own little events all around southern Nevada in order to 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 really dig you know dig deeply into this subject and I know we're coming up on a break here soon, so that's why there's a piece of video footage that I think is really interesting though. Uh, and you know, my, my website is joshuapwarren.com. Thank you for always letting me tell people they can go there and see this stuff. And I, I want to tell you that this video footage is, is just weeks old. And therefore, I bring this up because regardless of what's happening with this event, there is still actual, authentic, real UFO phenomena happening right here in Vegas. And that is what we need to focus on. Josh, I want to go back to this discussion about what Area 51 is all about. You just recently um, uh, involved in a book project uh, about Area 51. Did that just come out? Yes. Uh, this is Timothy Green Beckley's Area 51 warning keep out. I have known Tim Beckley for... Oh, I'd say easily 20 years, probably over 20 years. And Tim Beckley is one of those guys who can just publish a book almost overnight. I don't know how he does it. And it's always high-quality stuff. And so he contacted me and said, I want to put out a book here that really is relevant when everybody's talking about Area 51, and I want to put the best minds together. And I said, you know what, I don't even care if I make any money off of this or whatever. I just want to tell my story. And so, um, you know, I contributed a significant part of the book. My, 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 my name's right there on the cover. And honestly, for anybody who's listening, and, and honestly, and I'm, again, I'm not just trying to sell you a book. This is not just a book commercial because I'm not, I told him, I don't want any royalties. I just want the truth to get out there. If you really want to know what's happening at Area 51 and you don't want to walk across the border there or the boundary and possibly get arrested or shot, then honestly, you should buy this book. And that brings us to another interesting point, JV, which is most people, who make it to the boundary of Area 51 and decide, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go across, they just get arrested. And, you know, there were some, uh, some I think there were uh, some fellows from the Netherlands who got arrested the other day, and they're probably never going to be allowed back in this country again. And if they were Americans, well, then they would have some kind of a federal offense attached to to their names and their records. But... Earlier this year, I've been told, and I, I'm not, I mean, I guess this is true. I've been told that there was a guy who crossed the boundary there who got killed. Uh, 
Um, and so, yeah, and he, they say that they told him to get out of his car and he had some kind of a cylindrical object and, but you know, that could happen just about anywhere these days and they shot him and killed him. But the important thing to point out here, and you'll see, because in this book, Area 51, Warning Keep Out, there are stories about what happens to people who cross that boundary. Here's the important thing, and, and I've probably mentioned this on your show before, but it's good to... Uh, emphasize this again right now. If you were to make it past the initial boundary, the initial quote-unquote fence line, okay, then you still would have, as far as we can tell, approximately 20 miles or so of extremely rugged, treacherous desert terrain with cliffs and soaring mountains, and rattlesnakes, and coyotes, and scorpions, and, you know, pitfalls, and every, you know, there's no telling what you'd have to go through to finally drag yourself onto what is considered the nucleus of the base. And then when you got there, all you would really see would be some runways and some big, solid, well-secured metal buildings. If you somehow were able to Houdini yourself inside one of those buildings. Then you would have to get on an elevator, which would require a code or a scan or who knows. These days it could be a DNA sample. I don't know. And then the elevator would take you way down underground, and then you would finally be in the lunchroom. So that is the reality uh, combined with guards and drones and you know cameras all over the place. So look, they're not really afraid that anybody's going to penetrate the base at Area 51. This is not Disneyland. It's not a tourist attraction. It is a very active base, and I'm going to give you some evidence in a moment for why I believe that. I told you I have a piece of video footage to share with you. But the, the important thing to realize is that they're not concerned about anybody getting into the nerve center of the base. They're concerned with the PR element of how many crazy people are we inviting that we're going to have to deal with and how, you know, we don't want to look like we're being jerks by tear gassing everybody. And we certainly don't want to kill people, but you're inviting crazies to go to a real top secret facility. It's remarkable to me, actually, because I think that most people who talk about this and uh, maybe many of those who pledge to do it and go and and be part of this uh, before it was determined to be a bit of a tongue in cheek effort by the organizers. um, I don't think they have any understanding of, of, you know, it's it's as you pointed out, Joshua, it's far more than just a fence around a military facility. I mean, it's it's treacherous territory to begin with. Uh, it's a desert, for God's sake. There's no support uh, infrastructure. Um, you know, this this is a monumental task. And, and I think that probably the biggest fear anyone has is that people try this and end up getting either seriously injured or die uh, from a rattlesnake bite or something, something else. It, you know, it's really dangerous. Well, you know what's funny, J.V., is that people often say, oh, come on, there's nothing that's really happening at Area 51 anymore that's, that's top secret, and uh, because, well, it's too famous. Everybody knows about it. And I used to think that as well. Right. But I have completely changed my mind about that, and I'll tell you why. For one thing, 
you have to understand that Area 51, and again, we're using that term very generally and loosely, was constructed in the 1950s and 60s when we still built things with quality. And you can't just pick up a huge underground structure like this and move it overnight to Utah or, you know, Tonopah, Nevada, and these places where people go Area 52, Area 52. You can't just pick all that up. This is the perfect environment for all this because it's so remote and, and, and it's naturally barricaded. And furthermore, um, this area is, is, is so significant when it comes to the, the, the U.S. military, because as soon as the Roswell incident happened, and this is a whole, again, a whole other, like, you know, big conversation we could get into, I believe that when they started back engineering some of the technology from the Roswell incident, yeah, it may, it may have been kept for a little while at uh, Wright-Patterson, but then they needed a, a serious facility, and they sent it out here, and, and they built a serious facility. And, you know, just over the past, I don't know, 24 hours or whatever, news stories have been breaking where the Navy has officially admitted that the footage released in the videos recently uh, are unidentified. In other, words, in other words, they're not saying like, well, you know, we, they're not parachuters. <laughs> these, these are not parachuters coming to a soccer game. Like, we don't know what these are. These, these things are traveling minimum Mach 20. I mean, you know, they're going hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. And so these are, are real technologies that are, as Senator Harry Reid said, exotic. And real disclosure is happening here. And one of the reasons that you have to understand that this is exotic is because if Area 51 were just a distraction, just some kind of a, you know, a misdirection, well, then there wouldn't still be amazing UFO phenomena happening all around the Las Vegas area. And that brings me to another reason we should understand why Area 51 is here. Okay, this is a very, very active UFO hotspot. Why is that? I think it's interesting that they call this the Silver State. And there also was a lot of gold here. And the ground is extremely highly conductive. And we always associate electromagnetic anomalies with paranormal stuff, UFOs. I mean, maybe this is just a great environment for, for the visitors, whether they're from another planet or dimension or whatever. But here is proof for you. Here is proof that, um, that this stuff is still happening here. And I've only talked about this a little bit because this is footage that was just shot, you know, again, weeks ago. Um, okay, so I have about, what, 15 minutes till the break? Is that right? And we've got about uh, um, five minutes before we have to take our next break and then a short segment okay. and then the top of the hour break. Yeah. Okay, so let me go ahead and get you started on this. So here in Vegas, now for those who have never been here, Vegas is, is a valley, and I know you just you see the movies and you see the strip and you see the glitz and the glamour, but there are mountains on either side of this valley that are huge. Soar, I mean, I'm not twelve thousand feet tall. There's snow on top of these mountains right. in the middle of summer. Okay, in the middle of summer, 
Now, so the, the, the strip runs north to south. On the western side of the strip is what we have, uh, we, we call it the Red Rock Canyon. And there is a man who has become a good friend of mine named Steve Barone. And he has a really nice house right there on the western side of the strip on the Red Rock Canyon with a big deck with a panoramic view. And he goes out every night, and he's, he's retired now, and he sets up all these cameras, and he just records whatever's flying around. He's, and, and because he had a UFO experience years ago that changed his life. He was in his 50s. So the thing about Steve you have to understand is that this guy, he goes out there, and he's, I've never heard of him making a penny off of this or anything. He actually has a, a YouTube channel where he posts some of his videos, uh, UFOs over Vegas. But Steve goes out there, and he looks at helicopters and drones and uh and and airplanes and hot air balloons and you know and i even went out there to his house with murray the magician one of the top magicians in the world who has a show at the tropicana we tried to fool steve barone we did everything we could we could not fool the man and so that said he goes out there and he shoots these videos just raw you know and and he shot a video of an object. This was last month. And I'm telling you, you know how people talk about in 2004, the USS Nimitz having yeah. that mm-hmm. Tic Tac UFO? Yeah, the Tic Tac video. I'm calling sure. this the Vegas Tic Tac. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell everybody how they can see this thing. And it won't cost you any money. I just want you to see this and show you that this stuff is real. It's, it's, it's actually still happening here. This thing... It, I mean, a tic-tac is a good description. It's a white, cylindrical, you know, cigar-shaped object. My friend uh, Steve Brown gave me permission to post this, and he and I took it and I edited it into a one-minute video. And so, okay, here's what you have to do. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Yes, I'm a businessman. I'm going to make you click the link to my curiosity shop so you see all the weird uh, and unusual things I sell there. But if you just scroll down to the bottom of the curiosity shop, you will see this video. Again, it lasts one minute. And when you watch this, okay, you, you have to understand, you are looking at an object that is speeding from right to left Right on the edge of the most popular, well, one of the, well, one of the most popular tourist towns in certainly the country, if not the world. And there is this amazing plume that's coming off the back of it. So it's almost like you see plasma, which is uh, allowing this thing to, to travel at this speed. Now, mind you, I analyze paranormal footage all the time. I knew back in the day that rods and stuff like that were just bugs. I know that orbs are often raindrops, dust, um, you know, snowflakes, you name it. I am very critical when it comes to analyzing images. This is different. This is a structured form, and, and with this plume, again, that almost seems like a plasma propelling it from right to left. Now, I recently uh, was on uh, a Discovery Channel program that they shot here, which will be out this fall, called Rob Riggle Global Investigator, which is funny because Rob Riggle is this comedic actor who's been in The Hangover, and people think of him as a funny man, 
But in, in reality, Rob Riggle uh, was a, a lieutenant colonel in the Marines. Uh, he saw combat. He was decorated. And, yeah, he can play a goofy man, but, you know, I was talking to him frequently when we weren't filming, and he's got a very sharp mind. And this is not a part of the show, but at one point we went into the office and we analyzed this, and Rob Riggle said, you know what, as a military man, I cannot explain what this is. He says it looks similar to a missile, but there's no way you'd be firing a missile around Las Vegas uh, and with, with all these helicopters and, and, and airplanes and tourists. Right. I mean, the, the, you wouldn't be doing that. It doesn't make sense to believe that it, even if this is some government back engineered technology, that this will be fired off. So over the break, I want everybody to look at that, and then maybe we can talk more about it when we come back. Again, JoshuaPWarren.com. Click the link to the Curiosity Shop. Check that thing out. It's pretty amazing, and there's no reason to think it comes from our government. And before we jump to the break, when was this video actually filmed, Josh? It was filmed last month. Last, last month, month. so it's, and, and it's very recent. Very recent. Steve Barone is... He is one of those guys who is, he will debunk his own videos, and which I find uh, very admirable. You know, I mean, he'll shoot something sometimes, and he'll sit there and analyze it for months, and he'll argue with people and get into fights. And then finally, if he has filmed something that can be explained, he will admit it, and then he'll move on, and he'll delete it. This is something new, and nobody who has seen this has been able to explain it. And how long has he been doing this, just throwing cameras up out on his deck or wherever it is and just filming the night sky? I would say uh, approximately five years, oh, okay. three so to five doing, years. Doing it a while. Uh, and it, would you say this is the most compelling video he's captured that you've seen? No, I wouldn't. No, no. Oh, wow. He has okay. captured some other stuff around here that I think is even wilder, even weirder. But that one is significant to me because, for one thing, it's recent. And, and secondly, because everybody talks about this whole Tic Tac thing. Right. And, but also, you can see, JV, it's got a nice structure to it, and it's got this clear stream of something behind it that is propelling it. Interesting. Okay, and give the uh, web address and the click-through one more time so people can watch this during our break. So when you go to my website, there's no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com. Just click the link to the Curiosity Shop. You're actually going to see a lot of cool video on there because that's, that's my thing. Like, you know, I like to upload cool videos all the time. And, and uh, when you go to the Curiosity Shop, you know, you're going to see stuff you don't find anywhere else in the world. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll find this video. I want to take you back, Josh, to the uh, discussion about this Navy uh, statement. There were three videos released by the Navy. We talked about the Tic Tac. There was the um, there was a FLIR video. There was the Go Fast video. I can't remember the name of the third one. Um, but in that statement, they said, yes, these are unidentified. Um Previously, we would expect them to say, oh, no, these are weather balloons, or oh, no, these are parachuters going to a soccer game, or whatever it happens to be. They said these are unidentified, but they also went on to say they should never have been released to the public. What do you make of that? Well, you know, I really have to gauge this based upon the five years that I spent primarily residing in Puerto Rico. And the reason I say that is... 
Okay, uh, when I was in Puerto Rico, now uh, this was, uh, I, I left right after uh, Hurricane Maria. I actually wasn't there for the hurricane. I, I left a couple weeks before the hurricane to come visit people in, uh, the, in the mainland, thank goodness. And yeah, I then think, it took I think, me five months. I think you were on the program shortly after the hurricane had hit. Yeah, 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 I was. And, and, and one of the reasons I went to Puerto Rico was because that, um, I wanted to be in the Bermuda Triangle and I wanted to see what it was like to live in an ambiguous territory owned and controlled by the U.S. government and especially the military. And, you know, while I was there, uh, you may recall, JV, there was a a day when I woke up and my phone was just going bonkers and everybody said, last night, about 9 o'clock, this amazing UFO was filmed by Homeland Security around the Aguadilla Airport, which, you know, Puerto Rico is kind of shaped like a rectangle. And so on the northwestern corner, you have this little town called Aguadilla. And uh, so they they shot this incredible footage of this UFO with thermal cameras and without revisiting all of that um, basically I think it's important to consider that this was researched and analyzed and dissected by a group of mainstream scientists they wrote a report that I think was 162 pages that you can read for free online uh, through my website in which they said look this (laughs) This was, this was not a bird. This was not a balloon. I mean, this thing was traveling at an enormous rate of speed. It was dipping in and out of the ocean. We could see this thing moving under the water. It would come out, and it would have another object with it. And then finally, you know, these two objects disappeared into the ocean in the direction of what we call the Puerto Rico Trench, which is the deepest point in the entire Atlantic Ocean. And um, this footage... For, for the longest time, I mean, Puerto Rico, yeah, there are uh, maybe three million or something like that people who live there, but it's still an island, and you'd be surprised. Everybody kind of knows everybody there. <laughs> I mean, they, because a lot of these families have been there for hundreds of years. So word got around really quickly. Homeland Security Station in Aguadilla has shot this footage. And I waited and I waited because people were saying, oh, we want to show it to you, but, uh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's illegal. You know, and that's a weird position to be in. I said, well, I don't want to be a participant in breaking the law here, but I'd really like to see this. So finally, somebody leaked it to this day. I don't know who. I don't want to know who. But it was the real deal. And I think that that footage that came from the Aguadilla Airport is far more impressive than anything that was associated with the 2004 USS Nimitz uh, releases. I mean, I, I, I stand by that wholeheartedly for many, many reasons. And if you have not seen that footage, it's one of those things, sorry to keep plugging my website, but if you, it's free. You know, if you go to joshuapwarren.com and click the gallery of the strange, you can find that that footage because uh, I did like a 15-minute documentary about it where I broke everything down. Nice. So I bring this up because that footage was so amazing to me that I put out a press release about it. 
Okay, I sent it to everybody, man. I sent it to Fox and ABC and NBC and CBS, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to sit back and have this whirlwind of mainstream publicity just come, you know, roaring in when they right. see how that I have broken this down and, and, and the amount of credibility this has, and it was crickets, just crickets, wow. crickets. I couldn't believe it. Like, there was nothing, okay? <laughs> And, 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 and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head. And then now we have this footage, which is of a lesser quality that uh, has been broken under different circumstances, and everybody is finally stepping up and saying, all right, this is it, this is the smoking gun. And I don't know if it's just because the things from Puerto Rico are not really considered part of what happens here in the U.S. because it's, it's not a state or whatever, and it's different when you have Navy pilots who are out there in the Pacific saying, well, I've documented something. I don't know what the explanation is, but there has been a change of the guard somewhere in here. Somebody's died. Uh, some people have died. That's the only way this happens, you know. People have to die, right. and new people have to step in and say, we're going to think about this differently. We're going to do this differently. And this is actually in reality how disclosure is happening. And boy, aren't we lucky that we get to live to see this, JV? We are very, very lucky. With that, let's jump to our phone lines. This is Tim in Niagara Falls, New York. Hey, Tim, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. How are you? Terrific. Thank you for calling. Okay, I watched that footage on Mr. Warren's website, that is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I live in upstate New York, and we see a lot of things. I live very close to the falls, and I have an, uh, had chances to go down there at night, and you see a lot of amazing things between, you know, the falls and the Whirlpool Bridge and all that stuff. Um, my question is, that footage... There's no way that could have been doctored at all. And we're talking oh, about, all right. yeah, no, uh, Tim, we're talking about the Las Vegas Tic Tac footage? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, Josh? Okay. Tim, thank you for calling in, and uh, what, a, what a beautiful part of the country you're in. Okay, so here is what you have to understand. I have been doing professional imaging analysis for 27 years, and the first thing that I look that I do these days, especially, <laughs> is I want to know the photographer. Okay, uh, so you can't just send me something on the internet and and expect me to evaluate it at at, at face value. I actually have uh, an online course that I teach where I show people, you know, my philosophy. And the bottom line is I have to know the photographer or the videographer or whatever. In this particular case, I have been to this man's house numerous times. I could drive to his house right now in 25 minutes. I have not only gone there and investigated with him on his deck, but I have gone there with one of the top magicians in the world, because this is Las Vegas. I told you earlier, I took Murray the Magician with me. I mean, the guy, he's a headliner on the, uh, at the Tropicana on the Vegas Strip. 
we went over there and we tried everything we could to fool the guy and also you have to understand that Steve Barone he is he's an older guy you know he's retired uh, he he's not that proficient to be you know frank and i i don't want to say anything you know that would uh, be be considered rude but i mean he he's he's not the most polished filmmaker all right and i have sat there and i've watched the raw footage the before and after and and let me tell you um short of being there yourself if you believe me i'm telling you uh, from using every investigative tool I have, that is legit footage. Okay, that, that was my, my question. And I just want to say, if you ever get up this way, go to Niagara Falls, bring a camera, go at night, yeah. and you'll see some amazing things. Well, Tim, that's really good advice. I, I went to Niagara Falls once when I was younger, and uh, I'd, I'd be more than happy to go back again. So uh, I didn't know there was a lot of activity happening up there, but uh, that's just another good reason to take a nice trip. So yeah. thank you, Tim. Tim, thank you for the phone call. Our guest, Joshua P. Warren, we're talking about Area 51, among other things. And, Josh, this is a pretty serious thing. I mean, it all came together pretty quickly. And, um, you know, it's turned into a bit of a festival, maybe a celebration instead of what the uh, original, uh, I guess, idea was of some type of effort to breach the perimeter of this secret facility, which don't try it if you're thinking about doing that. Um, and it's come to the point, I actually noticed that uh, that Budweiser, Bud Light, has actually created a special can and beer for this weekend. Have you seen this thing? I, I've seen the advertising. Yeah, I haven't actually had the the, the beer, um, the, the special beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> Which, I, 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 that's got to tell you something. I mean, if if a national marketer like that is jumping on board, this this is getting a lot of attention. Well, you know, it, it's kind of like Jack Links and the Bigfoot, right? I mean, it, this all goes to show you that uh, over the years. I, as you know, I have been doing everything in the media that you can do when it comes to the paranormal. Uh, History Channel, Discovery Channel, Sci-Fi Channel, Travel Channel, TLC, etc. I mean, I've been published by Simon & Schuster, etc., etc. And so I am always sort of keeping my finger on the pulse of what the media is, is up to. And time and time again, people have a tendency to say, well... Uh, this is just a, a, a phase, it's a fad, it's a trend, it's a cycle, it'll burn out. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. And I think to myself, the only way that that can happen is if there is some truth here. Because um, people now have cameras everywhere. We have little uh, technological devices everywhere we can access. The only reason that we would keep on sort of uh, emphasizing and accentuating all of this paranormal stuff is because that, uh, well, it's true. People are having the experiences now. They're getting the evidence. They're documenting it. And so we were right, JV, all along. <laughs> we were. Uh, maybe we could have been wrong, but it looks like we were right. Well, you made a good point. We've just got a couple minutes here before a bottom of the hour break, but you made a good point. Either, you know, someone had to die along the way, and I hate saying it that way, but, but the attitude has changed somewhere. 
And I think that we're starting to peel back the layers of the onion. And once that starts to happen, you really can't stop it. Not in a day of Facebook and YouTube and and video cameras of high quality on your cell phones. Uh, Once those layers start disappearing, it kind of unravels pretty rapidly. Well, that's that's true. I mean, it really always boils down to the basic human experience. I mean, people have always said, I have to see it to believe it. And so what is happening now is that more and more people are seeing this through one form or another, and they're also opening their minds to alternative views of of what, what is actually happening here. And Okay, so bottom line is, okay, let's say you're the most skeptical, materialistic, imperial person in the world, and you don't believe anything, and you're some kind of a scientist. All you do is you look through a telescope. Well, when you peer out there, supposedly, you don't see anything like Earth. So Earth is a paranormal place. We're on a paranormal planet. Everything here breaks the rules. So what are the boundaries? What are the limits? Yeah, great, great point. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Joshua P. Warren on the other side of the break. More of your phone calls as well at 844-687-7669. This is Alien Week on Beyond Reality Radio. It's uh, it's put together because of the Storm Area 51 phenomena that has put all eyes on that secret military base in the Nevada desert, and uh, it's about time. We need to be having these conversations and looking into these things a little more deeply and getting some answers, and I hope that that's the big result of this weekend and all the effort that's going into it. Uh, We're talking with Joshua P. Warren tonight. Again, the phone number, 844-687-7669. We're talking about Area 51 and other things. And, Josh, uh, I want to bring you back to the time anomaly experiment that you did and that little glitch that you discovered. Have you done any more work or been able to uh, maybe uh, get any further explanation on what you discovered there? Well, that's a darn good question because, um, you know, last year, uh, 2018 in June, on my first trip ever to Area 51, I was able to document some type of a strange time anomaly on the side of the road, you know, at a nondescript uh, section of the desert. And, uh, by the way, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo in the background right now, so uh, I just wanted to tell you that in case that is something that could be remedied. But nonetheless, um, so uh, as I was on the way to Area 51, I discovered this thing using the differential time rate meter, or DT meter, and... That, of course, was invented by a Silicon Valley engineer named Ronald Heath. And Ronald Heath, uh, he is uh, 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 just one of the most uh, insightful minds that I've ever dealt with when it comes to uh, electronics technology. I got that anomaly, which showed that time slowed down by 25 microseconds per second. And at that point, people said, oh, well, Maybe, uh, maybe uh, this was just some kind of an out-of-the-blue, one-of-a-kind, unique, never-to-be-repeated experiment. And I said, well, maybe so. But then here are two things to keep in mind. I have a timeline in this new book, Area 51, Warning Keep Out, that I wrote uh, a chapter in, in which I talk about the fact that 
it turns out when I was there actually getting my reading that uh, the mainstream media announced the Air Force dropped a new type of Earth-penetrating nuclear gravity bomb from a B-2 at Nellis Air Force Base, which was more or less right beside the time warp location. Mm. And uh, so now that's still not supposed to <laughs> manipulate space and time, right. but it's, it, it's interesting that that happened. And so it makes me think maybe that was um, an excuse for what was happening or an explanation for what was happening when actually there was some other type of technology that was being tested at the time. Uh, the, the, the second thing to, uh, to realize is that uh, David Politis did a television program on the History Channel in which he had a group of scientists go to Mesa Verde in Colorado, and we're talking about bona fide rocket scientists with PhDs. And he had them go there because there had been all of these reports of, you know, vanishings and disappearances, uh, and he was wondering... Could there be some kind of a time anomaly? And sure enough, those rocket scientists actually used a completely different system than what you know, than, than the DT meter that I used. They used lasers and prisms, and they actually claimed right there on the History Channel that they had also discovered a time anomaly. Uh, and so what that makes me believe, of course, JV, is that even though I use the differential time rate meter or DT meter, um, and these guys use something different, um, as time goes on and more and more researchers start to actually look into space-time anomalies, that whether they are man-made or natural, we're going to see more and more of a connection between those anomalies and what people describe as paranormal experiences. You know, I think that whenever you're on this program, we have a bit of a time anomaly because time seems to speed up and uh, the show goes by very, very quickly. We only have about 10 minutes left with you. You mentioned the uh, Vegas show, Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO Show. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, thank you, JV. You know, uh, there's nothing like it probably in the world. And I've always wanted to create a show that would be, for one thing, fast-paced, and that would also not be stiff. You know how you go to these conferences and everybody's sitting there <laughs> and they're staring at a screen like they're back in school again? Right. Well, I always did well in school, but I never liked it. I prefer to be in a bar, you know what I mean? Like a more relaxed setting. And so there is this bar here in Las Vegas called Millennium Fandom, and it's a cosplay pop culture bar. So every night, all these people come up, and they dress up, and uh, they express themselves according to whatever fantasy they, they have in mind. And they have all these movie props and replicas, and I mean, it's just the most comfortable, warm environment. It's very, it's, it's just like really uh, state-of-the-art. And they have this section called the gallery, where they have a nice big screen, and uh, I started uh, you know, getting to know the, the owner there, Alex, and, and the, the manager, Linda, and, and, and uh, Tyler, and all the staff there. And they said, you know what, we would love to have some type of a, 
of a paranormal program. And what's funny is that I had thought about doing a walking tour here in Las Vegas because I have the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours in Asheville, North Carolina, which are, uh, to my knowledge, the largest walking tours in the state of North Carolina, uh, which that's been doing very well. But here in Vegas, it gets 105 degrees, and sometimes <laughs> people don't want to walk outside. So I thought, maybe I should try to create a show. So I, I went to work, and I created what I call 60 Fun Paranormal Minutes in a Bar, where you get to sit down. Uh, you got to be 21 to get in the door. You know, ha- have a drink, and while you're doing that, you get to watch this presentation from Nick Weird, who was a local here. His name's actually Nick Weird, W-E-I-R, so we added the D on the end just to make it weird. How <laughs> nice. not, right? Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, you have to do that. So, so, so Nick Weird, he, this guy knows everything about this area. So basically, Nick Weird gets up there. He shows you the most insane ghost footage and UFO footage and everything about monsters and psychic phenomena and even some really bone-chilling stuff about some of the like serial killer trivia and all that stuff. And then we have haunted objects there that you can touch. You can get your picture made. And for now, and this is a limited period of time, I actually have some debris from Roswell that you'll you'll be able to see as well. And um, so anybody who wants to do that, again, it's 60 fun paranormal minutes at a bar. It costs $19.95. If you go to creepyvegas.com, creepyvegas.com, you're not going to find anything else like this in the world. But the, the cool thing for me is that, like I was telling you earlier in the show, JV, it gives me an opportunity to actually show up and hear people give me their raw experiences. Here's what happened at my house last night. Here's what I got on my cell phone. I mean, I've bec- I, I, I'm taking the, the the fun part uh, of Creepy Vegas, which which of course is just including all these people from around the, the country, if not the world. I'm taking all that and saying this is a, this is an entertaining thing that contributes to how we view uh, Las Vegas in general, but I'm channeling it into my my database here of uh, my archives, I guess you can say, of what is actually happening here, which I believe is going to be the pivotal um, the pivotal place where the world actually starts accepting disclosure because as soon as we start doing this and we're doing it, and the Navy comes forth and says this is happening, and people start getting comfortable talking about this. Well, other countries aren't going to want to be left behind, and so everybody's going to start jumping on board, and we're finally going to get this out there. So returning to the Area 51 discussion and what's going on this weekend, have you talked to anybody who has made the trip there and intends to uh, go out to either one of these festivals or to go out with some binoculars and try to get a glimpse? Uh, or have you seen any media reports with interviews of any such people? And if you have, what's the attitude? What's the tone of the folks that are making the trip there? Well, yeah, many people. Uh, and, and again, that that goes back to why I'm going to be at the Area 51 command post. Uh, because, yeah, uh, I am going to be sitting here taking in all these reports. And um, I have a completely short 
free, independent little podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. I can post it 15 times a day if I want to, you know, and, and just tell people what's going on. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be taking in all of these reports from from Rachel, Nevada, there in, in, in Lincoln County, or uh, again, uh, uh, Amargosa Valley and Nye County, um, and, and anywhere else people are. I, I say, look, if you can snatch a signal, okay, whether it's a cell phone signal or a, wi- a Wi-Fi signal, um, all you have to do is contact me and tell me what's going on, and I'm going to be giving up to the the minute you know updates uh, all on on Friday and really this whole weekend uh, through Joshua P. Warren Daily. And so um, <laughs> the thing is, nobody knows what's going to happen here, JV. I mean, right. I think like if. if if the government just wants to shut this whole thing down, it's not that hard. All they have to do is put up a roadblock. And because, I mean, you take Rachel, Nevada, for example, where you have the little alien. There's only one way in from the south and one way in from the north, and you put up a roadblock, oh, end of story. Yeah. It's just a big traffic jam. <laughs> but for anybody who's going to go out there, uh, yeah, seriously, I mean, <laughs> it's no joke. You better fill up your gas tank because... I, the last time I went there, there was a sign that said "Next Gas Station, 73 Miles," and so I mean, if you're going to do this, um, make sure you, you fill up your gas tank anytime you have a chance. Bring plenty of food and water, and just know that you're possibly not going to be able to communicate. But whenever I get any information whatsoever, I will be. Uh, freely and independently putting it out there through my podcast. And, J.V., I'll tell you, if you'd like, I'll keep you and your audience informed as well because, um, you know, you have a lot of people who listen to this show all over the world uh, who, who, who really understand that, you know, you're doing an honest job of presenting the truth. We'd appreciate that uh, very much, in fact. Uh, changing the subject just a little bit, we lost uh, a real heavyweight in this particular field. Uh, Stanton Friedman not long ago passed away, um, you know, left a real vacuum in in most of our worlds. Uh, he blazed a trail for many of us and, and, and explained a lot of things that needed explaining. Um, did you work with Stanton at all? Did you ever get a chance to? Yeah, yeah, many times. Yeah. Many times. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> I did an event with him and Jim Mars, and uh, it, it's one of my fondest memories because we were in um, in Boise, Idaho, and so we were we were at, an, uh, at a theater, and it said Jim Mars, Stanton Freeman, and Joshua Warren, and I thought, man, I'm the only one who's alive now, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, Jim Mars was a really good friend. I mean, Jim Mars slept on my couch for mm-hmm. God's sake, you know. And I, my wife and I, spent the night at his house. And so, basically, um, Stanton Friedman was—he was really attached to this nuts and bolts perspective um, because he was a real scientist. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to understand that. Um, Stanton Friedman, he really was an explorer. He was an inquisitor, and and he had uh, 
he 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 helped. He was talking talking about like legitimizing this subject. He probably helped legitimize it more than anybody else during his time. I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's very fair. Um, just you know, listening to him speak, he always spoke from a matter of fact and uh, substantiated everything he said very very uh, clearly. So he will be missed, and um, you know, we're all fortunate to have had him touch our lives in one way or another. Josh, we're out of time. You always have so many things going on. Your website is joshuapwarren.com. I think most of it is listed there. You can and People can go there and pretty much uh, figure out where you are, what you're doing, and what you're up to. Um, anything else you want to let folks know about? You know what? Uh, this coming Tuesday is the birthday of my beautiful wife, Lauren Warren, I have been with for over 20 years. So I want to say happy birthday to Lauren here on national radio. But uh, other than that, you know, if you just go to joshuapwarren.com, there's no period after the P, sign up for my free e-newsletter, and uh, huh, who knows what's going to happen this weekend. <laughs> so just follow follow my uh, my podcast, Joshua P. Warren Daily. JV, you know, I always love talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. We'll look forward to, up, to the updates over the weekend and can't wait to have you back on the program. All right, thanks. Uh, so tomorrow night will be the last night in our Alien Week here as we uh, kind of uh, take a look forward to this weekend and the events going on near Area 51 on Friday and Saturday night. And tomorrow we'll be featuring Jeremy Finley. He's an investigative reporter. And uh, he will be talking about his real-life research and experiences that inspired his alien abduction novels. Looking ahead to next week, Graham Phillips will be back on the program Monday night. He's an author. He'll be sharing the account of an extraordinary paranormal investigation that he took part in back in 1979. And then uh, on Tuesday night, Tui Snyder will be here, author, speaker, photographer, and Tui will decode the often forgotten meanings behind cemetery symbols. That's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about that here on Beyond Reality Radio. No, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. Okay, uh, thanks again to our guest tonight, Joshua P. Warren. Always a great, great conversation when Josh joins us, and he will be letting us know over the course of the weekend what's happening on the ground from uh, Area 51 uh, Command Center that he is manning all weekend long. It's Beyond Reality Radio. Thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow night. Beyond Reality Radio is hosted by Jason Hawes and J.V. Johnson and produced by Alexandria Johnson and Slick Eddie Edwards for Entercom Radio. Beyond Reality Radio is distributed by Westwood One Radio Networks. Stop by our Facebook page and say hello. Follow the hosts on Facebook as well. For Jason Hawes, follow at JasonHawes.Taps. For J.V. Johnson, follow at J.V.J. Paranormal. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Radio or you have a suggestion for a guest, contact Slick Eddie Edwards at SlickEddieEdwards at gmail.com. Be sure to visit our chat room as well at beyondrealityradio.com. Thanks for listening.